NBA Strayer, how are you going? How you going? Are you right? I hope so. I am. Which is good, isn't it? I guess. That's right, I sound a little bit better because I feel a lot better. Uh, this is NBA Australia. It is Thursday, February 8. I still do have a little bit of a speech impediment. And I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called Code Bet. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NFL. I did a good one this week for the Soupy. Uh, same with NFL Australia. Gaz and I delved right into that. And we've got our live event on Monday. So if you're in Melbourne, come hang out, drink some tins, watch the Soupy with us. It'll be pretty fun at the Catfish in Fitzroy Monday morning. Uh, also, what do we got? Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast, all that good stuff. But I'm here in Larry Armour Studios to take you through today's games. Uh, and also, trades! Trade deadlines tomorrow morning. What is it, like 7 a.m. our time? It's always a good one. Uh, we had some fun games to talk about in the game wraps as well. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Lonzo Ball. There's a couple of quick air nars and unpopular opinion of the day now. Back take, yes. We were serving up. A flame grill take. On top of yesterday's amazing, uh, the reaction to this, the dunk comp idea has been really good. So I might just sort of uh, rehash it, talk it out. But then we got sent another one about horse. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got a Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And we'll pick and preview all the games for Friday. There's a couple of crackers in there too. Oh, yes. Pick and preview for each of them. And that'll be it. Uh, no skits to the end of this one. I'm still trying to rest my... Uh, Rest the old mouth, because I've still got a mouthful of stitches. <laughs> it certainly sounds like it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1031 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Well, you better. Or if you're me, you got to watch out for the smoothie and soup attack. Jesus, I'm sick of it. So, what, liquid diet? I mean, there's only so many beers you can drink. <laughs> oh, but God, I am fucking sick to death of soup. <laughs> oh, what are you going to have tonight, Jim? Uh, yeah, pumpkin soup again. Though I did have the uh, veggie one last night, it was awesome. Anyway, let's get into today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. Apparently with me having a wind, but also a whip. Crack around, that's right, a whip around. Uh, it is the trade deadline tomorrow morning, first thing. And we actually had a couple of uh, ones pop off today. A couple of good ones too, like very, very under the radar, small stuff, which is what you need. You need to get the ball moving, you know? So Xavier Tillman goes from the Memphis Grizzlies to the Boston Celtics for two second rounders. And then it was like also reported that Lamar Stevens was going out from Boston to Memphis, uh, basically to make the, you know, salaries and all that sort of gear match. Uh, Tillman also would have fit into, I think, a couple of their trade exceptions there in Boston. So kind of cool. Love it. I'll talk about this again in yeah, nah, as we actually look at some of these trades a little bit closer, but that's great. Monty Morris is finally released from the Pistons. He's got to be sitting there. Thank fuck. What am I doing here? Uh, so the Pistons send Monty Morris to the Minnesota Timberwolves in return for Shake Milton. Troy Brown Jr., who was actually pretty handy on the Lakers a year and a bit ago, uh, and a second rounder to Detroit. 
So, Shake Milton, that didn't work out. Troy Brown Jr. didn't work out. The Wolves are sitting there going, geez, we're really good. We haven't really used a bunch of our dudes. It's weird. Monty Morris, again, really like this one. Uh, just handy. I mean, Monty all season has been very, very, very just, you know, hey, guys, can I play some more? And they're like, no, you're not going to. We're not going to let you play. And he's like, but I'm pretty okay. Just as a good backup point guard, they're like, fuck you, Monty. And he's like, God damn it. Poor bloke has played in like six games all season. So uh, good to see him out there running around and doing some stuff. But now he actually gets a bit of a role in Minnesota. So happy days there. And then the last one that actually popped off today is Simone Fontecchio, the Yaz. And training Fontecchio to the Pistons. Pistons making moves, bro. <laughs> For a 2024 second rounder. Uh, I also love that this thing got expanded as uh, Woj and Co. got the details. So Simone Fontecchio actually goes out for Kevin Knox. That's right. I still have a little bit of belief that Kevin Knox is not shit. Now, I've been proven time and time and time and time and time and time again that I'm wrong by watching Kevin Knox be really bad. But he's still very young. Uh, So Fontecchio goes out. To the Pistons, he's going to be like, uh, what have I done? What did they do uh, to annoy the Yaz? <laughs> and Kevin Knox is like, fuck me. Now I'm going to Utah. Jesus. Poor guy keeps just getting exiled over and over and over again. Uh, so Kevy Knox, a 2024 second rounder that's via the Wiz, which is pretty good. And they get the draft rights, the the prize draft rights to Gabriel Procid. It's the go to the Yaz. So... Pretty cool. Interesting little move. The Jazz, I don't know, might be sort of moving some little bits and bobs around for them. Uh, Detroit. Just, just like, I don't know. Detroit sort of look at around the league and go, yeah, we're basically playing Pokemon. Like, all the shit players, we've got to catch them all. Like, right. Come on, man. So there's not enough room on some of these teams for, uh, well, on the Pistons for some of these dudes. So, couple of buyouts will be on the cards. Uh, in other news about trades, though, Bruce Brown still out there. Um, Utah and Toronto have talked about a deal for Brown, apparently. Uh, Brown has obviously been discussed with Millie Walker, the Lakers, a bunch of other teams. Be interesting to see if uh, Masai actually gets what he wants for him. So there you go. Uh, Haywood Highsmith as well. This is actually not trade-related, but he set out today. He was involved in a car accident yesterday. It seems like he's hit another driver stuck in the like who was helping hit a person who was helping another driver on the uh, side of the road. So that's fucked. Poor Haywood and poor the bloke did he fucking hit? Jesus, the man was in hit. hit uh, the man who was hit is in a critical condition and suffered a partial amputation of his leg. Fucking hell! <sighs> Pay attention on the roads. I'll tell you what. Uh, anyway. Other little bits of news, the All-Stars, that's right, the uh, All-Star Celebrity Game, which they announce, and I sort of, like each year I'm like, oh, that's fun, cool, and then I always forget to fucking watch it, and it's always a shit game anyway, so you're kind of like, why am I watching this? Fuck. So yeah, good job. Stephen A. Smith versus Shannon Sharp, which is pretty fun. Peyton Manning, 50 Cent, Asia Wilson, Lil Wayne, Jennifer Hudson, Micah Parsons, CJ Stroud. It's kind of fun. So Stephen A versus Unk, Shannon Sharp. That'll be fun as the coaches. That's very cool. Um, and we've also got an all number one overall pick team in the skills challenges here as well. So 
Uh, in the skills challenge, you'll have a team that's made up of Ant-Man, Palabankaro, and Wemby. Doesn't that feel a bit fucking unfair? So, hey, we're going to have this skills challenge. We're going to take three of the best dudes in the fucking drafts like over the last four years, dickheads. And you're like, Jesus. What are the other teams meant to do? <laughs> the other team's like an indie team, which is like Halliburton and co. And you're like, yeah, cool. They're not number one picks. What the fuck is that about? Anyway, but at least there's some big names, which is what I'm all about. So now I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Why don't Indy get to then have, like, I don't know, some fucking rad dudes? Remember when they sort of did a weird mix for the skills challenge of, like, old dudes and, like, they had, you know, WNBA players and, yeah, that was weird. (laughs) Anyway. Right. What do we want to see happen in the trade deadline tomorrow? Or what do we think will happen? There's a couple of just, like, little things, like, in terms of big stuff. I've got one later that I want to talk about. But Dejunte Murray. New Orleans has been mentioned as well now, and I actually, look, New Orleans played fucking awesome today to beat the Clippers, so it might be the one where they just go, nah, we're fine. But I kind of feel like DeJunte would be really, really good there. It also could just fall apart, because that team, look, if they've got good vibes now, don't fuck with it, because the Pelicans has been so hard just to get everybody healthy, everybody pointing in the right direction, to then pull a... Pull the tr- trigger on a trade for DeJunte Murray might be just like a bit of a weird kick in the dick. So, fuck that. Uh, everyone sort of seems like he's going to end up on the Lakers. And my question to everyone is like, Atlanta, what are you doing? Seriously? The Lakers? What are you doing? Andre Drummond. This is one that I want to see. I want to see him, him end up in OKC. You want one more big body? There you go. One of the bigger bodies out there. Bang. Failing that, go click, get Clint Capella. Okay, see, come on. Like Stephen Adams, the bringing home Stephen Adams would have been perfect, but for the fact that he's out all season. So that sucks. Uh, but otherwise, look, Capella, Drummond, that'd be kind of good. Uh, Gordon Hayward. I'll tell you what, if there's one team that needs like a bit of extra playmaking, a little bit of extra shooting, a little bit of scoring off the bench and can like start in a pinch, the Minnesota Timberwolves, anybody? How good would that be? Get Gordy on the Wolves, and away we go. The problem is the salary matching for that trade gets very dicey very quickly because he's still making a, a bit of cash, so a bit tough. And then you've got essentially the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I feel like we can denude the Nets of a few wings and it might make them better. <laughs> you know, Royce O'Neal. Milwaukee or Cleveland would fucking love Royce O'Neal. Dorian Finney-Smith, send him back to Dallas, or if Milwaukee snag Royce, get Dorian Dorian Finney-Smith to Cleveland. Hook that one to my veins. The problem is, uh, with Sam Merrill just like shooting the piss out of it, maybe they're okay. Uh, And Lonnie Walker, there's another dude. It's like, ooh, there you go. There's a dude who can just come in and light it up off the bench. Uh, The Nets sort of have a couple of dudes like this, and they sort of cycle through them, which tells me they've got too many of those dudes. Uh, he'd be perfect in Phoenix, Milwaukee. He'd be fucking great in Philly. I'll tell you that much. But my big question is, like, what does that leave the Nets? And was, the point is, it's like, yeah, 
They should take a swing. Go get DeJunte anyway, anyway you go. Uh, but the other interesting one that popped off is that CBS Sports had this thing about, uh, oh, the sources tell us that there's a complicating factor, man, on like whether or not the Lakers actually get an impact player in the next 24 hours. They've got fuck all to trade. What are we talking about here? Anyway, is the belief in the organization that they have a chance to acquire Donovan Mitchell this summer. Knicks could also be in play. Yeah, no shit about the Knicks. A Donnie Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt would be fucking hilarious. Mouse in the house, mouse in the house. and uh, But at least you could see how that would work for the Lakers, where if they don't trade their pick at this trade deadline, uh, LeBron kicks around. If they then just like go, right, Donnie Mitchell, uh, crap, we're going to trade some dudes, get some more picks, and then throw it all in the bag and give it back to Cleveland. See how it goes. Or... Do you trade LeBron to Cleveland for Donnie Mitchell? Sign and trade, baby. Let's go. Love it. Uh, but otherwise, that's sort of all that's popped off because this is like the sort of lull period where everyone's sort of feverishly working the uh, working the phones, and we'll see how it goes. And I reckon, obviously, by the time this posts, there'll be some more other, you know, little things here and, here and abouts, but it'll really start cranking off around like 2 a.m. our time, so... Keep an eye on that. Will you be up? Who knows? All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Weird day, fun day. And I'll tell you what, we sort of uh, we sort of hit on a couple of these uh, picks yesterday with the underdogs actually going out and winning, uh, or at least covering, right? And that's kind of what Charlotte did. They was a 123-117 Toronto get by them in the end. Weird game. Hornets jumped them early. You're up eight with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh, my God, is Toronto going to blow this? Uh, they didn't. Raps woke up, went on an 11-0 run, turned it around. Hornets got back up again with three minutes left. But the Raps ended up running away with it by pulling off a, what, 13-4 run to close it all out. It was pretty crazy. They overcame like 45 points from Miles Bridges. Basically, you know, this might have been his love letter to uh, Charlotte. <laughs> that fucking piece of shit. Um, but you had two big teenage mutant Jakob Pertle plays in the last th- uh, like minute and a half and uh, sort of just sort of got them over the top. RJ Barrett was looking awesome. And down the stretch, it was kind of like this moment of like, Oh, God, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And Pirtle stepped up, had a couple of massive, massive plays, and they sort of snuck by him. And they just held them. Like, RJ hit a massive three to get them back up with, like, two and a half minutes to go. Quickly hit a really good shot off shooter. And uh, Pirtle tips one in, and it's like, ah, right, yeah, they're going to win it. And away they went. So, chaos game. Good win in the end by the Raps. Uh, but Bridges goes off for a career-high 45. He has eight rebounds and seven assists. Shot 17 and 27. Feels like, yeah, he might be on his uh, on his bike. Who knows where. Ugh, whatever. Brandon Miller had 20 and four. Cody Martin had 19 and eight assists. Not much else. PJ Hamilton, Washington was bad. But yeah, no Lamello. The Hornets were a uh, tough sell. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Uh, but luckily, I think we did pick... Yeah, we picked Charlotte plus six and a half. So, covered. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Charlotte are now 10 and 40. The Raptors 18 and 33. Sort of feels like this might be... They might have one or two other little moves to make right, Toronto, but they went 17 to 33 from downtown today. 
They got 18, 4, and 5 from Scoob. 23, 6, and 5 for RJ. Gary, uh, Terrence Trent Derby Jr. <laughs> Went 4 of 8 from 3. 18 from IQ. 16 and 5 for Schroeder. But they just sort of feel very directionless. And they've still got some dudes that you feel like. RJ and Scoob. Great. There's your young dudes. Who else you got? Emmanuel Quickly? Cool. What do you need? I guess some young wings. It's like, yeah, it's a weird one. You just had OG and Pascal Siakam and anyway, didn't work out. So here you are. Anyway, Toronto, weird one. Just a strange trade deadline ahead for them. The Cavs versus the Wiz. Cavs beat the Wiz 115-106. Similar story. It was close as hell for this one. Donning went up for 40. Cavs only led by one going to the fourth and then eked it out. Uh, over a, like Wizards team that just obviously sucks. Poole was absolutely hilariously bad. Uh, he will pop up in the end in a second. Hashtag spoiler alert. Uh, but Kuz had 28, 14 and 13 for Gafford, 23 for Kispert off the bench, which is good because the Wiz need like Danny Avdijar and Kispert just to show them something, right? Whether or not you trade those dudes, you've got Bilal Koulibaly as well. He wasn't much chop in this one. He had the four turnovers, one assist, and six points on two or five shooting. But Kuzma's sort of still out there fighting his good fight. Poole is horrible. Gafford, like, get him on OKC and you're laughing, but ugh, this fucking Wizards team, I'll tell you. Uh, elsewhere, for the Cavs, Mobley was good, 22-8. and eight. The 48-5 and five for Donnie Mitchell was fantastic. He's going to pop up again later. Garland at 13-4 and four in only 28 minutes. And Allen... Go the throw. Jared Allen, 12 and 9 with a couple of blocks. They didn't get a giant amount off the bench. My sweet baby goes 2 of 7. But they got enough, right? Like Wade, Niang, Okoro, Levert, Sam Merrill. It's good enough to get by the Wiz. And the Cavs are rolling. That's their seventh straight win. They're second in the East now. Second. That's right. The Cleveland. Cleveland. Cavaliers. Amazing vibes. Um, cool stuff. Uh, Washington 9 and 41 is just hilarious as well, right? It's like you're just, that's gross. Egregious, 9 and 41. 33 and 16 is pretty bloody good though for the Cavs. Golden State, Philly, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 is, this was close and the Warriors blew the doors off in the third quarter. Got up by 30, which is their largest, largest lead of the season. Clay woke up. They kicked the fuck out of Philly without Steph doing much, which is huge. No Embiid, Philly are cooked. Wiggins played the best game of his year. Like He was fantastic in this early on. Uh, really set the tone, and then they could just sort of cruise to the end because they're up by so much. Like Outscored them by 10 in the second quarter and then 20 in the third quarter. And pack her up, boys. You are done. Um, so 13 for Tobias Harris. All right, Tobias. Maxie's feeling under the weather. We've got no Embiid. We need your help. He's like, all right, boss, you got it. 13 points. It's like, oh, come on, Tobias. Fuck, we've been through this. He's like, not a problem, boss. 13 points on 14 shots. You're like, God damn it, this fucking guy. He's getting paid like a max player, and he's this bad. Fire Tobias Harris into the sun. Uh, 15 points for uh, Kenya Martin Jr. That's funny. Kelly Oubre at 11 points. This is the Kelly Oubre game. This is why Philly, at the start of this season, were like, oh, my God, he's awesome. It's like, just wait for the other shoot to drop. 5 of 15. 5 of 14 for Maxi on for 12 points. He just, yeah, he's a bit cooked at the moment. He's sick, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, fuck all else for the Sixers. They are B-A-D. Bad. Uh, got out-rebounded by 12 by the Warriors, which is pretty funny. Draymond had the 4-6-3. and 18-6-5 for Johnny Comeback Kaminga. Steph only had the 9 points. 4 turnovers, 1 assist. How's that for a ratio? 
two of seven from the floor, but it's okay. I got 18 from Clay. He hit four threes. I got 13 from Quinones. That was fun. Nine from Looney. Nine from Sarich. And Wiggins, the 21 and 10. He shot nine of 14 and uh, two or three from downtown. He was fucking fantastic. Big, big win for the Warriors. They needed that. Now 23 and 25. Six has dropped to 30 and 20. Oof. It doesn't get any. Well, they've got a Wizards game coming up, and that's it for the rest of February because they are cooked elsewhere. The rest of their lineup, their schedule lineup is just brutal. Atlanta came flying out of the gates against Boston. Then the Celtics strangled the shit out of him and smoking him. Uh, good wing for the Celtics because the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. It was awesome. No capella for the Hawks, and he just ate up a Kongwu. Uh, 125-117, they end up winning. A little bit of window dressing there late. Actually meant Atlanta covered, but uh, yeah, Tatum didn't have a great shooting night. But the thing was, Trey was fucking horrible. Couldn't hit a shot all game. Uh, nor could Bogdan. And DeJunte Murray set out with uh, back soreness, <coughs> a.k.a. I'm about to be traded. And, uh, yeah, that was it. 20 and 10 for Trey. Shot 8 of 25. Blah! Went 2 of 10 from 3. Bogdan, 12 points on 5 of 18 shooting. He's like, uh, I'd like some more responsibility, huh? And they're like, here you go. He's like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> Ugh, he was horrible. 25 for Big Deke Bay, though, 4 of 7. And my favorite, Jalen Johnson, 19 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. I love him! I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. 19 and 10 for a Kongwu. Uh, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, played 10 minutes, went 0 of 2 from the floor. Had 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, though. He was a plus 2 in a game they lost by 8. Patty Thrills, legend. Uh, For the Celtics, Supercharged Zingerberger today. Supercharged Zingerberger. At 31 and 3. It was great. Shot 13 and 19. You had Average Al Horford put up a 14, 8, 8, 2 steal, 4 block performance. Absolutely ridiculous. 20 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists for Jason Tatum. Only shot 8 of 21, but yeah, 2 of 13 from 3. It's like, come on. This is how the Celtics sometimes lose games like this, where they just go, oh, we'll just keep shooting threes, it'll be fine. They were just lucky today that Al, Al Horford hit four and Derek White hit five. So, Horf, uh, yeah, Horford was awesome. Like, what a game from the old fella. He's going to pop up again later too. White ends up with 21, six, and seven. Cozzy hit five threes out of 10. Jalen Brown had 15 points on 7-11 shooting, but he had the 15, six, and six. Did a little bit of everything. The bench was really handy too. Like, I think it was like four of 11 from downtown between like Hauser and Pritchard and stuff. So, Good win by the Seas, 22-29, and 29, the Hawks. Celtics, 39-12, and 12, best team in the NBA. San Antonio came up short against the Miami Heat. Not a surprise there, 116-104. But the Heat on a back-to-back, and Jimmy Butler dropped the triple-double. It was nuts. And to be honest, the Spurs gave him hell. Heat on the back-to-back didn't look like they were going to get through this one. Spurs were going to... Uh, just come from nowhere and punk him up a little bit. But then the Spurs just couldn't hit enough threes. Yeah, Kelton Johnson couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. He had seven points on three, ten shooting. Wemby played 28 minutes. He had 18, 13, and three. Uh, he had 19 each for uh, Trey Jones and Devin Vassell. But Vassell shot eight of 18 and one of six from three as well. And at the start of the fourth, Butler just found bam, bam, on this fast break. And uh, boom, they're up 10 out of nowhere. And they ripped off a 14-4 run. To open up the last quarter, and that was it. San Antonio, it's like, ah, oh, you give them a fighting chance, but whew, just 
give Wemby one more half-decent dude. Like, Dougie McBuckets, like, what happened to that guy? He sucks. Zach Collins is more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Just don't let him on another stream. <laughs> Wait, no, that wasn't Zach Collins. <laughs> Getting my giant, big, gumby white guys confused. Uh, Chetty the Jetty Osman, not quite good either. But the Heat, Butts had 17, 11, and 11. Awesome game. Uh, 20 for Bam. 24 for There Goes My Hero. Hit four of seven. And they win this one despite Terry Rousey going 5 of 15. K-Love going 2 of 7. Duncan Robert, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan going 1 of 6. Um, because Butts was fantastic. Out-rebounded them. Only had the 10 turnovers and uh, got to the line a little bit more. Good win by the Heat. Good execution down the stretch. That's what you expect. Uh, Detroit, Sacramento played an absolute blinder out there in Sacramento. 133, the Pistons win over Sacramento 120. This game was chaos. Pistons dropped 70 on them in the first half with no Cade or Bojan Bogdanovic. Unreal game from Jaden Ivey. He was great. They're up 15 points in the third quarter. Then the Kangs came all the way back. The Suva went sick. He had a three at the end of the third quarter. They led going into the fourth by two. Kings got all the way back. But as like this is my one of my uh this is one of the things that you just see all the time, right? You watch a lot of hoops, you just see a team expend that much energy to, you know, even it up or take a tiny lead, and then they gack it up because they've just fucking burned themselves out, right? You expend that much energy to get back into the game. It's hard to get back over the hump. And the fourth quarter was insane. Like you had monks, uh Malik Monk, Alec Burks, Ivy all just hitting shots out of their ass. Ivy and Monk just trading threes, but the Kings couldn't get a stop. And this is going to be a problem at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Like now, when you're losing to the Pistons, Jesus. Uh, but the Kings, that was just an embarrassment. Absolutely embarrassment. Suver had 30, 12, and 7, shot 11 to 17, 23 for Monk with 10 assists and 5 rebounds. Huerta had 16, but Fox and Keegs went MIA. Darren Fox has 12.7 assists, but shot 5 of 14, and Keegs, 0 points. Keegan, Murray, what are you doing? Meanwhile, the Pistons went 17-31 from downtown. I'm no math magician, but that's pretty good. Ivy had 37-6-7. He had 20-15-6 for Duran, 12-6 for Allsar Thompson. Burks had 25 off the bench. Someone has got to trade for Burks and let him loose, right? Any like Burks would be so fucking good on Milwaukee, it's ridiculous. Uh, 18 for Sasser and away you go. Detroit now 7-43 inching ever closer to the nine-win mark. And the uh, Sacramento Kings dropped to 29-21 and because the Kings always going to Kings. And then finally, an absolute belter of a game between the Pelicans and the Clippers. This game was sick. The Pelicans were awesome. The Clippers are like the hottest team in the NBA right now, not named the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, even, like, it just felt like the Clippers had come back from a big road trip, which is what they had done. Uh... And the Pelicans were kind of ready for them. They were just too big and too good. Absolutely curb stopped them in the first quarter. Clippers came flying back, but then the Pelicans just sort of kept them at arm's length down the stretch. It's like, oh, shit. They're going to do the damn thing. CJ McCollum and Zion Williamson were awesome in the fourth quarter, and uh, they sort of held on to it. Like They outmuscled them without Jonas doing much and only playing like 11 minutes. They just sort of went, all right, fuck it. Zion, do your thing. And he's like, all right. I really like the burgers here. <laughs> Paul George couldn't hit the side of a barn. He started 0 of 9 in the first half, which is hilarious. Finishes 3 of 15 uh, for his 7 points. 
Brutal game for Paul George. Uh, or George Paul, if you're uh, listening to noted philosopher and dipshit, Kendrick Perkins. Ah, Kawaii. <laughs> At 15, 6, and 4, 19 for Harden with eight, point, uh, eight rebounds and five assists, four turnovers, though. He shot five or six from three. It was The problem is, like, no one else really did much. Like, Powell had 18 points, but, yeah. Zoobs had 12 and 8. But with George and Kawaii... <laughs> sort of stinking it up. It just... Even with Powell hitting a few shots and Harden being okay, it's like, oof. You need Rusty to do something. He went 2 or 7 in 18 minutes for 4 points and 4 assists. Like, yeah. You can be deep, but you can also... you got to try to not be shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh... For the Pals, 21 and 10 for Zion. It was 10 assists. Three rebounds. What happened to his rebounding? He's built like a fucking brick shit house and he can't rebound. Anyway, 15, 8, and 6 for Brandon Spindles Ingram. Um, he looked really good at times. It was just like, oh, so smooth. He was plus 14. Crushed it. The only thing that held him back from having an even better game is he went 0 of 4 from, th- uh, from 3. He was wide open on a couple of them, so it was weird. CJ, he hit 5-11 from three. He had 10, 10 of 17 overall. He was great. Capital G, 25-7-4. Awesome game. Big win for the Pals. That's their best win of the year. 30-21. Clips dropped to 34-16. and 16. Who was the NBA Australia approved performer of the night? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, yeah. Who could it have been? I'll tell you what. CJ McCollum was really good. He was really, really good. The way he sort of brought the house down in that fourth quarter, he and Zion just like gave him the old one-two Costa Zoo Clippers and it was like sucked in dickheads. Uh, but then you've also got Extreme Zingamil was fantastic. The 31 points from him, awesome game, uh, just beating the piss out of the Hawks. And, of course, Donnie, Donovan Mitchell, 40 points, 5 of 10 from three, eight rebounds, five assists, it was against the Wizards, though, so let's just pump the brakes there a little bit. Uh, so how about we give it to... We'll give it to CJ and... Supercharged Zinger Burger. Zinger. All right, who was Spud of the night, though? Oh, yes. Where's the button, Jim? Press the damn thing. I'm trying. Spud, 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 it's the return of the Mac. Uh, PJ Hamilton Washington, one of the great spuds of all time, uh, threw up a great epic spud last year that was the uh, spud of the year. And today it went 2 of 11. It was a minus 19. 0 of 5 from 3. Oh, geez, Jim, what, how did Charlotte lose this game? Well, you just found out how like, they, they were that bad. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Ish Smith went 0 of 5. Duncan, I'd like to have a beer with Robinson. Uh, 1 of 6. Bogdan, I mentioned the 5 of 18. But come on. Come on. It's Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole against the Cavs. Zero points, two rebounds, five assists, six fouls. <laughs> uh in 24 minutes. He fouled out in 24 minutes with zero points. And it had a turnover. 0 of 5 shooting, 0 of 4 from 3. That's incredible. He now has more single-digit games than 25-point games this season. Jordan Poole. Fuck. Do you reckon if Draymond punches him again, it like gives him his powers back? I don't know. But that's fucking horrible. Uh, who was Old Maid Nomads? Old mate, no mate. 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 Old mate, no mate.
mate. Old mate, no mate. Old mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? Well, Kate Cunningham after Jaden Ivey went off. 37-6-6 six six for uh, Jaden. He's going to pop up again in a second. It's like, uh, just saying. Just saying. Are we are we sure the Pistons aren't better without Kate Cunningham and Jaden Ivey running the fucking point? Just saying, all right. What an epic pantsing that was that Jade and Ivy played a part of uh, because the Kings played the Brandon Ayuk catch off the helmet last week, uh, well, two weeks ago, uh, the Niners beating the Lions, of course, and while the Pistons were being introed as a way, I guess, of dunking on Detroit. How did that work out, Sacramento, you dickheads? You're not even in the fucking Bay Area. Like, what are you doing? Oh, San Francisco 49ers beat the Detroit Lions. Like, yeah, and you're Sacramento. There's a team in fucking San Francisco, idiots. That's what you get. Absolute pantsing. Hilarious vibes. Pants by the basketball gods themselves. Anyway, and who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jaden Ivey, 37-6-6. What a game. Career high. He was absolutely unreal without Cade there, without Bojan there. Just let him loose. 37 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, went 5 of 7 from 3, 13 and 23 from down, uh, from the floor. Massive win. Love to see it. Jaden Ivey tops Lonzo Ball's career high pretty easily, and uh, away he went. He was fantastic. I just, I'm all Jaden Ivey all the time. I fucking love the dude. That dude rules. Maybe not as much as Joey Muzz loves Jason Tatum. I love you, Jason. Jason, I love you, man. Hey, do you want to watch the town with me, man? Oh, fuck, I love you, Jason. Uh, no, but that was a great game and an awesome win for a horrible Pistons team. Going into Sacramento, we've been playing pretty well, so good job. All right, and finally, what do we do? Oh, yes, it's time for the Magic Tweet of the Day. I want to express my admiration and gratitudes to all, gratitude to all the amazing girls and women in sports on hashtag National Girls and Women's Day in Sports Day. It brings a smile to my face to see women now getting the opportunity to run sports teams and paving the way for the next generation of female athletes and leaders. I'll continue to do my part to champion opportunities and celebrate your success today and every day. Uh, like party emoji. I love it. <laughs> like. Hashtag National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Yeah, that's not at all clunky, but great job, Magic. And what do we say? Thanks, Magic. All right, let's do an NBA Australia. Yeah, Nas, right after all this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some quickie and ours. Uh, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop, of course. Get your merch. People! Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it! Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBA straight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials and away you go. 
Uh, right, let's do a quick one. Uh, right, yes, indeed, Xavier Tillman. Does he move the needle for Boston? Yeah, nah. To be honest, I kind of think he does. Like, Tillman is a great low-cost move for Boston where you give up fuck all. He now gets to go to the Al Horford school of uh, how to guard big men inside and out school. And (laughs) I love that. Um, He does have, like, not great hands at times, but it's okay. I just feel like getting an extra big sort of body in there who can guard the big dudes but also get out to the perimeter and try to also, you know, emulate Al and slow down Giannis and co is pretty big. And also coming from Memphis, he's got plenty of uh, experience having a crack at the Joker. So, and Memphis have always had like an interesting way of going at him. So, good stuff. I love that one for Boston. I also love Monty Morris. How about the Monty Morris move, Jim? Is this a good one? Yeah, nah, yes. If it was possible to love a move more than the Tillman one to Boston, it was Morris to the Wolves. Just gives them another like backup organizer, which is exactly what they need. Uh, one more ball handler just to throw in there. If they can somehow pry away Gordy Hayward or wait for him to get bored out possibly and then pick him up, that would be fucking great. The Wolves, but that's a really nice little first step. Kind of like that. Not bad. Uh, we've got another one. I am Matty S. Tweet at us. Hey, Jim, welcome back. Sounded great. Thanks, Matty. I, uh, each day, you sort of keep waking up and it's like, oh, still going. Oh, wow. It's easier to talk today. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, he goes on to say, on the Embiid procedure, maybe it's not surgery, but a dose of stem cells. Why aren't these cowards in the NBA media talking about stem cells? Cough LeBron. It seems obvious that he and TB12 have been on the good stuff for ages. Yeah, nah. Yeah, like, I feel like the procedure is like the thing that you do when Kobe flies to fucking Germany. That's a procedure. Uh, But when it comes to a meniscus and, like, the way that the injury was described, when they're like, oh, procedure, yeah, they're definitely cutting into his knee to do some stuff to it, which in my book, as a medical doctor, (laughs) is surgery. But I love that Matty S has gone full tinfoil. Fuck yes, it's definitely stem cells. And to be honest, who knows? LeBron, Tom Brady, that's all not for me to decide, but it's a lot of longevity. <laughs> it's a lot of longevity. <laughs> I like that. Uh, otherwise, but yeah, look, the Tillman move, I really, really like that for Boston. It just gives them an extra sort of bigger body because they do... Especially if, like, the zinger goes down at any point, touch what he doesn't. Just gives him another big body to sort of throw out there. Handy NBA player. And Monty Morris, just like, yeah, a backup veteran point guard. You can't go wrong. My thing is, like, can we just fucking get Detroit to hand over some dudes and same with Chicago or something? Because I'm probably repeating the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Detroit, like, who knows what the fuck they're doing? Like, it is an absolute mess. And the way that Ivy played today, you'd be like, all right, should we trade Kate? (laughs) Just fuck it. Oh, God. No, of course not. You want to keep Kate. He's your number one pick. He loves it there apparently, but I've seen, like, Jade and Ivy gives you more flashes more often, I think, of just like, oh, shitness. 
than Cade has probably given almost. Cade has the one or two games here and there where you're like, yeah, but that hint of a, like a lack of athleticism, the lack of shooting here and there really worries me. But otherwise, uh, the unpopular opinion of the day is I don't, we've sort of kicked around a bunch of like the sort of bigger-ish names. I just don't know if we're going to see really too much actually sort of happen. I still think we might get a sneaky Chris Paul move out of nowhere. It's been very quiet on the Warriors front. And otherwise, like Bruce Brown, it's like, all right, cool. Again, we're in the Bruce Brown sweepstakes and Messiah's out holding all the keys. Look what happened last year with OG Ananobi. He finally moved OG, but it took him until fucking this year to do it. So it's been an interesting one. Uh, And I think the other sort of aspect of this is it's so many sort of buyers, so many sort of sellers Everybody now has a little bit of a crack because of the play-in tournament, right? And so you've got dudes on the bubble, teams on the bubble, like, what, Houston, like Brooklyn, who aren't exactly incentivized to get worse because Brooklyn don't own their own first-round pick. Houston, uh, they get Brooklyn's pick anyway, and even if then, you know, they're just like, fuck it, let's have a crack. Charlotte should be selling dudes off for parts. Washington should be doing the same. Gafford to OKC would be ideal. Uh, and on the other side, OKC, I think my unpopular opinion a little while ago was, yeah, they don't need to take a big swing because they're already really, really fucking good. And I kind of don't know if they do. Like I sort of mentioned the other day, it's like, yeah, if you have that one extra sort of scorer you can sort of lean on, they probably still need that. and They probably still need a backup big dude. I think I would now... like. You're on top of the West. SGA is basically having an MVP season. They're ahead of schedule. That doesn't mean they can't just like go fucking full hog and actually go on and win stuff, right? So don't waste an SGA MVP level season. Who knows what'll happen? Everybody's young. You can afford everybody at the moment. Go all in. What could you do? It's interesting to me. Same thing sort of goes for Orlando as well, right? Like getting a point guard that can actually play. Maybe you just push all the chips in and go, hey, uh, Atlanta, what do you want for Trey? Just saying, just saying. Or Charlotte, what do you want for LaMelo, for instance? You know, just saying. There's a couple of Outback Takehouses for you, but also... It's Thursday at our back. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Two for one blooming onions. That's right. No prick in Australia knows what the piss these things are. What is it? Some sort of deep fried onion made to look like a flower? What are you on about, you absolute lunatics? I'll tell you what. You're off your rocker. No bloody Aussies ever eaten one of these blooming onions. Might eat a raw onion. Not going to eat a deep fried made to look like a flower, you numbnuts. But either way, two for one and only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is... The Lakers should wait until the last minute of the trade deadline. Literally the last minute. 2.59 Eastern. And then trade LeBron James to the Warriors for Clay Thompson and Cumbucket. Only at Outback. Kind of love it. Don't give him a heads up. Just go, yep, yeah, LeBron, sorry, you've been traded. <laughs> what do you reckon? He's like, don't over no trade. So, oh, I don't know, man. Um, love this. Anyway. So to build on the dunk comp idea, as I sort of mentioned, right, $2.5 million prize, uh, it's a culmination. It's basically the grand final 
of halftime events that we've seen through the in-season tournament where every player on the rosters during the in-season tournament, during those games at halftime, has to participate in a dunk comp. You want to get the hype going for in-season tournament NBA? Then why not have the round robin set up knockout vibes of the dunk comp as well? And if you want to also juice the all-star game, then it becomes the fucking culmination of this incredible, awesome dunk comp tournament idea of mine. And that's right. You've got the best dunkers in the fucking dunk comp. Everybody's already invested in their dunkers. And it'll be absolutely fucking massive. Are you kidding me? I love that. Ah, it's one of the best ideas I've ever had. And I've had a lot. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. And we did actually get the uh, the horse one that I mentioned, right? We've got a really, really fun uh, horse setup uh, that got sent in by... It was... I believe Benny. Yeah, Benny W. Jimmy. Oh, was it Jimbo? Glad to hear your beautiful voice streaming out of the dash of my VW caddy. Oh. Now, hear me out. Let's just sideline the dunk comp for a couple of years and bring in the trick shot. That's all right. You get Lucas sinking skyhooks from three-quarter court, Steph nailing shots from the corridor, and even Dante dropping in backwards half-court shots with more style than Benny the Bull. Could the Commission of Common Sense organize a game of Ultimate Horse? I... Love this heaps. This is great. As the uh, vice president of common fucking sense for the NBA, horse is like the one thing they've tried once or twice and they fucked it. I think the idea of the ultimate fuck you horse is great. I think it's fantastic. The thing is, it's really, really hard to pull off successfully. So I feel like we need to come up with like an array of ultimate ideal horse shots, but that are from NBA history. So as Benny says about the skyhook, I love that. Absolutely love the skyhook. I love the corridor three-point shot from Steph. But I think if you're trying to do like the Dr. J wraparound layup, you're doing the MJ switching their hands layup, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, I think they're, you know, the Larry Bird behind the backboard shot. That's where we should be at. That's what we need to be doing. I love that idea. Fuck yes. That's a good one. All right. Quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after. Let's say this one. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, only one Aussie, oh, two Aussies in action today. We had Dyson Daniels and our man Paddy Thrills. I mentioned Paddy Thrills, 10 minutes, zero points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, but he was a plus two in a game they lost by eight. Not bad for 10 minutes of action for Paddy. I do wonder if we see Paddy traded uh, in the next day or two. Well, in the next day, it would be good to see him go somewhere that he actually gets fucking used. And Dyson Daniels was very handy. 5 or 7 from the floor for 10 points in that big, big win over the Clippers. He went over 2 from 3. 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. What a weapon. Love that. Absolutely love that. I'll tell you what. Where should Patty end up? He'd be great on Philly. He'd be great on New York. The Knickerbockers of New York City. He'd also be really, really, really handy on someone like the Suns. 
Just a kick in the dick scorer right off the bench. But as I've said, let's get Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Dock'em, Landale and Patty Mills on the Dallas Mavericks. This was one from IMB yesterday. Old Ian Bassett crashed it. It's a great idea. Just load up the Mavs with Aussies. Away we go. All right. Uh, what about the... We've got an Andrew Gay's Grand Mother Award for Outstanding Achievement in Field of Excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. All right, let's do it. The Celtics, Celtics today didn't hit on this one yet, but it was awesome. They were the first team in over 50 years and the seventh in history to have four players finish with 10 points, six rebounds, and six assists today. Last time it actually happened was in 1973 by the Boston Celtics. That's fucking nuts. Loved it. But also, uh, excellence. Saw a bit. Al Horford, in that same exact game, became the oldest player to ever have an 14-point, 8-rebound, 8-assist, 4-block, and 2-steal game, apparently. Larry Bird, in 1990, was the previous oldest, uh, almost 34. Average Al Horford's 37. It's not bloody bad. Not bloody bad. All right, what about a Paddy Mills game day ball, a game day Twitter check-in? Let's do it. Paddy, 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 Paddy with the good hair. Uh, what do we got? Have we got anything from Paddy? Uh, no. I don't think so. Let's have a look. Paddy thrills, Paddy Mills. Nah, nothing new. Oh, wait, no, there's a video. What you are, you are what you practice. There we go. Oh. Just him hitting the uh, the corner and nailing that nice little uh, elbow jumper of his. You are what you practice. You're not wrong. Love that on you, Patty. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Uh, okay. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, not bad. How do we go on the picks today? We picked Sacramento. That was wrong. We did pick New Orleans. That was correct. Uh, we picked the Spurs. That was almost right, but it was wrong. Uh, so we've gotten that. We got Atlanta plus 11.5. That was good. We got the Warriors minus 1.5. Missed out on the Cavs minus 10.5 because they won by 9. And uh, just snuck by with Charlotte plus 6.5. So what's that? Of the seven games, I think that's one, two, three, four. Correct. Four or seven. You'll take that. Every day of the week, especially against the line. Right. Tomorrow, we'll get some cracking games. It's a weirdly loaded Friday schedule. Uh, just assuming because they're trying to build on the trade deadline hype. Golden State take on Indy. Warriors on a back-to-back. I'm taking the Pacers minus five and a half in a bit of a shootout. I very much like this Pacers team, obviously. And uh, I think they should be able to do enough damage to a Warriors team that's obviously very old and just kick the piss out of Philly. So they're a little bit rested, but... India will run them into the ground, I think. Give me the paces. Orlando host the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. I like the magic to bounce back and get a big, big, big statement win after their very gross loss uh, to the Heat the other day. I'll take the magic over the Spurs. Spurs on a back-to-back as well. Orlando, with all their bodies, they should be a little bit too good. Dallas take on the Knicks. Uh, This is a tricky one. Dallas are minus three and a half. So they're three and a half point favorites against the Knicks. In New York, Luca and Kyrie are both 
sort of on the injury report, but they're questionable, maybe probable. Uh, the Knicks, Jalen Brunson is questionable after the you know the uh, ankle turn. I'm going to go Dallas minus three and a half because I feel like yeah, there's much more of a chance that both Luca and Kyrie play at MSG than Brunson bounces back from the ankle twist straight away. So I'll take Dallas minus three and a half. And yeah, the Knicks without Randall and Brunson, that's a little bit of a tough one. Cleveland, go to Brooklyn. Cavs minus five and a half. They're just playing really, really well at the moment. They've got a lot of size. If Mobley and Garland don't play, I still kind of like Donnie and go the throw Jared Allen. If there's just some combo of Cleveland where two of their good dudes are playing, I think they're too good for Brooklyn. So give me Cleveland minus five and a half. And the Nets, who knows what will happen on trade deadline. They might be just switching jerseys for a couple of their dudes and going, all right, Dorian Finney-Smith, you go play for Cleveland now, <laughs> which would be fucking great. Minnesota, take on Milwaukee. The way the Bucks are playing under Doc is pretty hilarious. Uh, no Dame the other day. Minnesota, taking on the Bucks. I love Minnesota plus a half point. I think they can win that one easily. Chicago, take on Memphis. I'm going to take the Bulls minus five and a half. That's a very low line. So I think they a little bit too good for the Grizz. Again, Chicago might trade DeRozan. We don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, the thing is, it feels like the Bulls are just always afraid to do anything. Even though their front office has changed, it's still Reinsdorf just going, no, I don't want to do anything and having a sook. So unless they blow it up, I'm going to go the Bulls minus five and a half. Kobe White is a legend. Let's go, Kobe. Minus five and a half. Suns host the Yaz. This is a tricky one. The Jazz have been pretty good. Suns minus six and a half, though, at home. I kind of like that. They're flying. Beal, KD, if they make one more trade, who knows? They might be down a couple of dudes as well, uh, which tempted me to take Utah, but the Suns have just been really good. So give me the Suns minus six and a half. Detroit plus five and a half in Portland. Portland up and down. Detroit were really good today. I think they can bounce back with a little bit of clarity after uh, the trade deadline and actually cover that five and a half against Portland, put up a fight. And then Denver, go to the Lakers. Always a good game. Uh, Denver have beaten them six straight times. I'm taking Denver minus three and a half against the Lakers. Because again, the Lakers, they might be playing with a bit of freedom after the, like LeBron didn't trade everybody, which would be nice. Uh, but the Nuggets, just too much size and too much quality. So let's get with the Nugs. All right. And that's it for today. Done. Uh, no skit again because, yeah, I'm just... Ugh, the mouth is just sort of now sore, so <laughs> I'm just going to fucking go chill. Uh, back tomorrow, though, with a big Friday show for a big, big, big trade deadline wrap. That's right. It's going to be massive. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We're all over the socials. You know that. Uh, we've got the NFL Australia live stream, as I talked about at the start. This is the Catfish on Monday for the Super Bowl. Uh, join me and Gaz there if you want to drink some tins. Hang out. Be dudes, watch some football. Should be really good. Uh, you can also watch the live stream through the social channels. Uh, get around Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast, all the good stuff there for cricket, soccer, and get a rating and review on it. Would you? On all of them. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you app you're using the Android phone, it does help out heaps. Come on. I don't ask for much, if anything. If you can do that, it'd be really good. Get around NBAstray.com slash shop, get some merch, get some merch. I don't know, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug. I only got a couple of those left. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule, so do House Hats, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them all on Bandcamp. 
Triple J and Earth, Facey Apple Music, Spotify, have you listened to your tunes? Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And that's it. No skit again today, just because, yeah, I'm I'm cooked, mate. The mouth is uh, a bit sore. But you just got 56 minutes out of me anyway. Non-stop. Bloody hell. He's a trooper, is Jim. <laughs> All right. Trade deadline. We should have heaps to t- cover tomorrow. Should be an awesome one. So we'll catch you then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's in now? Drink Sprite? Red Hill drinks Sprite.